What's up, everyone? CCP Power Hour number 148 today. Coming in, we got Alex over there. What's up, guys? Boss Man Zoom. Been a minute since he's been on. As always, Tyler B is CCP, and we got Randy. CCP. Randy O. Today, we're talking about technical innovations in basically our industry. What we do, you know, where we've come from, what we do now, you know, the, the processes, the R&D. Uh, Zoom's been really big lately on shining some more light out into at least the Facebook community on, on what we do here. Uh, it's, you know, I, I think one thing that doesn't get across well to customers and, I, and, and what I really appreciate about this is um, we got a lot of people here doing a lot of things at all times. And, you know, we have six, seven platforms and they're all moving at once. And, you know, coming in, what, nearly six years ago, uh, things have changed. And things have changed, I'm sure, since <laughs> the beginning, beginning. So we'll go over uh, kind of what we do on that technical end, what we use, uh, what we what we don't like that we still have to do, <laughs> you know, and uh, kind of go from there. Zoom's acting bad. He's just cold. He's just cold, man. Look at him. He's uh, shivering. <laughs> Got the hood up. Um, what? So, like, the biggest difference is like we have ways of really accelerating how we do R and D now, right? So, like, we don't have to wait on you know getting a, a sample from anywhere else. We can like do a lot of what we do in house now, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, I, th I think that's the biggest thing that you know comes to mind first of all is is our 3d scanning capabilities mm -hmm. and then cad going straight into 3d printing rather than uh yeah. you know samples models from various manufacturers that we get you know raw parts from um and then you know we'll go into cnc and all that too which is pretty much an industry 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 standard but yep. um the 3d scanner is pretty incredible yeah, That's been in, one of our biggest additions, mm -hmm. you know, being able to design in CAD one-to-one -one scale mm -hmm. to a highly accurate scan of a product. Uh, yeah, like going down to half a millimeter and it being correct is ridiculous. And, and not yeah. having to get, like, just thinking of, you know, the air boxes, yeah. the, the most recent air boxes that we've worked huge. on before you would have to do the, the old type of CAD, some cardboard-aided design, <laughs> ah, and, uh, you know, piece some things together, yeah. and then take your measurements and, and send it off to the laser cutters. But now we can just scan right in there. We can design it. it. it watching Alex design those airboxes, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because um, you, you can scan the entire engine bay, you know, see where you have room, what mounting points you have, mm -hmm. um, and it takes a lot of guesswork out of it. And like Randy said, it really accelerates yeah our process yeah mm -hmm. and you know laser cutting companies they don't want to do one hey can you send me this one sample they want you to commit to two <laughs> like, three uh, four five hundred of something they, uh -huh. don't, they don't ever want to do one sometimes they won't even give you a sample unless you commit to uh, getting the full work order from them so if you got something scanned and then you do a 3d print you can be a pretty darn confident that the sample is going to mm -hmm. fit exactly mm -hmm. to the to the engine bay yeah uh and you know Randy's taking over the 3D scanning. I, I was mm -hmm. doing some of that before. And then uh, Ryan Derrick is our main 3D printer. And, um, you know, today Randy had him whip out some new retainers. Yeah, that we we're working, working on. on some retainers for our 1.4 stuff just to model stuff up. And Yeah, but know. the fact that it can do, you know, what is it, 10 yeah. mil across or yeah, like however it, small I think, I think the thinnest part of my print was like 
1.8 millimeters thick. Like that's that's crazy that we have a FDM printer or sorry, a, rather a, a resin printer that can go down to that mm-hmm. to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you if you even look at what five years ago, that was like space age technology, and now we just have one in the shop. Yeah. And it's like an entry level yeah. printer, yeah. you know. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's no person I like to write more about 3D printing and give him Ryan crap about it, and <laughs> put him under pressure. But he's he's been doing a great job yeah. recently. I know you've been helping him out, Randy. Yeah. So that's been a, you know rapid prototyping the 3D scanner, 3D printer has been a huge yep. uh, advantageous thing for us in development. And not even the small parts, but the big stuff too. I uh-huh. mean, we were working on the CTS exhaust. We were able to scan the entire underside of the car, and yeah, you could yeah. build it and send it right over to the bender. I mean, the fact that we can we can take all of that and in a matter of a day yeah. go from this car is in, we've got bends bent up, Alex is jigging it together, and you know testing seeing that it, that works is awesome. Yeah. Um, and you know that's all the the production and R and D side. Um, you know, in uh, where was I going? Oh, brain's gone. Brain. It's gone. Smooth. Yep. Smooth brain. <laughs> um, and it's great too because like, so ZZP as a company, when we want to work on, you know, a new platform or something like that, like realistically in the back in the day, we would have to purchase one and get it in the door. But like for the CTS stuff, there was a, a customer that wanted to get an exhaust done and we were like, while it's here, <laughs> we should scan some stuff because then we don't have to buy a whole nother car if we don't really need yeah. to, you know, it really speeds up our process. Of, of making cool parts, which is, I mean, we're all car people here. We don't get to make all the cool parts that we've ever wanted ever, but like when we have the opportunity to make cool stuff, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's so cool as as car folks. So, uh, Cornelius, an Ion Redline Stealth. I, mm-hmm. We we had an that Ion stupid hood latch. I know we had an Ion in recently, and and the way, realistically, the only way that we could get a larger heat exchanger in there, it would be to build a tubular crash bar yep. which then i mean you're talking going from a two or three hundred dollar heat exchanger to something that might be a, a thousand bucks and um you know i looked at that ion while i was in here and <sighs> there's just not a lot of room yep. so that's unfortunate but uh you know it, it's something that still i would like to address eventually but uh you know i don't know <laughs> How quickly we're going to uh, get there. We'll probably do the, the Fiero block off. Someone, <laughs> yeah. someone yeah. Uh, mentioned today before we do the, the red line heat exchanger. A little, little bit quicker. Uh, than that. Um, Which, uh, you know, a lot of times to the audience, we don't, you know, a lot of times it's surprising because we don't know what you want. And sometimes people want things that, you know, we just can't do. We, we can't do. It's not, it's not a viable product. And other times it's like, Oh yeah, that'd be easy. Sure. Why don't you say something sooner? Uh-huh. You know? And then, um, and then we can do that. So, so uh, zoom yeah. on your end, watching and being part of this whole thing from 2001 to now, I mean, what is your, biggest take on, on where we've gained technologically whether in r&d or even just in parts honestly to me it's the same yeah it's the same as <laughs> as the beginning because when when i started the company i had these ideas of oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go to comp and they're gonna make me a cam and i'm gonna go here and they're gonna do this and all the companies are like you know <laughs> so it's like oh really so i just have to modify my own thing to make it work you yeah. know but i always had the idea that i was going to be 
uh, expanding capabilities and still do, right? And mm -hmm. just today in, in a fab meeting, we were talking about getting a laser Laser uh, to cut our tubes, laser oh, okay. tube cutter, which would, which would attach to that robotic bender thing we got right. going, you know, yeah. uh, same, same manufacturer even. And so <clears throat> I just look at this journey as I want to be able to do everything. Mm -hmm. We just can't. So you go all the way back and it was like, guess what? Bought a welder, you know. <laughs> we can, now we now we don't have to go down to Bob down at Muffler Man and use his MIG welder, you know. And and that's like this big step. And like, oh hey, we don't have to try to cut a tube with a jigsaw anymore, yeah. you know. We yeah. got a bandsaw. And every step of the way, um, I just I get a little smile. It's a little milestone. Yeah, but there isn't sure. one there isn't one specific thing. I remember getting our first lift. That was pretty big oh, because yeah. I wasn't laying on the ground anymore, you yeah. know, to work on the cars. Like, we're going to be able to do our work so fast with this <laughs> lift, you know, it's going to be unbelievable. Um, and then going to a uh, a real compressor from from like a Napa, you know, and it's like, it's not going to run out of air. You're going to be able to just whiz all day long with the air gun. So everything was a step. And um you know, sometimes we try it like let's oh let's do our own powder coating. No, that sucks. Yeah. Um, and I think we still have some of that stuff, but you know, sometimes there's stuff you don't. It, it's just not worth it to to try and in mass. Yeah, we can't do it know, to scale. Yeah, to do things, and then other stuff there is, and and I just look at it like I just want to. I I hate people telling me no. I hate being reliant on other companies yep. to decide you know, how much something is going to cost or whether yeah. we can do it or whatever it is. And so mm -hmm. I'm always just wanting to bring more and more and more, um, in house. And that's on the development side is like, how can we develop faster? How can we develop more? And then on the other side is the testing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do we test faster? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's been a thing too, you know? So I think I posted some videos about how we will build test cars and, the idea of a test car is what are the minimum amount of parts on this car to be able to get the parts on and off the car to test mm -hmm. the products. Yeah. And if we have to cut off something that is, yeah. is you know, the car needs, cut it off. Like if that lets us, you know, just keep swapping yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Um, in the one vehicle, we don't have a windshield right now, yeah. right? Which <laughs> the drag ATS is still like, you got to remove the engine, you got to remove anything. It's the best car to work on. There's, there's no, no, yeah, on it yeah, right it's super easy. And I think that we will get more advanced in 3d printing i feel like technology is just oh yeah, yeah. moving that direction um and and we'll continue to move there so we're going to be able to do more advanced parts mm -hmm. in the 3d printing and i think we had a part that took 27 28 hours 28 hours you know yeah. and i think that will move to faster because yeah. Not, not, I mean, it's cool. It's fast. We get to do our own thing, but that is more than a full day. You're mm -hmm. waiting yeah. on this part. And sometimes the parts don't even come out right. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. and then you're like, yeah. oh, oh, actually we lost power. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. What and you can't yeah. restart the print. You go to <laughs> can't restart the print. So yeah. it's like, oh, well, we thought one full day and some, and now it's <laughs> now another it's day. Two. Yep. And all that just adds up to where you want to just bang out, bang out, bang out, especially as we do a lot of different platforms because mm -hmm. Sort of teaching the ZZP way. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of cross training. You know, we do a lot of meetings, and mm -hmm. everyone knows a little bit about what someone else yeah. is doing. It takes a long time to bring someone in that world, you know. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, Tyler, because 
He's like, oh, you've got to develop the uh, coilovers mm -hmm. and you've got to <laughs> learn how to do these tunes and you've got to shadow this guy for this other thing. And it's so many hats that you, oh, have, yeah. to, you, you have to wear. Um, as well as we all like to stay connected to the customers. Mm -hmm. So if you stop talking to the customers and stop reading what they're saying, you kind of lose that touch with them. And that's, that's one thing that, like you just said, sometimes we don't know. Mm -hmm. And when you're not, yeah. and it, it's, it can be so overwhelming. I'm in probably hundreds of Facebook groups and oh, you know, yeah. Facebook will do their algorithm and one week you'll have all ELR stuff or one week you'll have mm -hmm. all cobalt stuff and, yep. and you miss a lot. You miss a lot of stuff. So mm -hmm. trying to keep in with those people is, is huge. Mm -hmm. um, but but it, it pisses me off dealing with companies where I'll get a product for say my car or I'll be using my car, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is I'm using in life. And I'm like, what kind of moron designed this? Like who did this? Uh, and you know what it is? It's a bunch of guys who've been working too long in the, in the company yeah. and not talking to the customers and not using their own products. Yeah. And so they just get off on a tangent of like, Oh, I know what would be cool. Yeah. No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't That'd be awful. Yeah. You're talking to somebody else in the company who thought it'd be, it'd save you 50 cents to do this yep, thing, yeah. but you made your product a pile of shit. And uh, I know the audience knows what I'm talking about. How many things do you guys have that kind of suck in a way where you're looking at this thing or this product or this section of your car and you're like, what were they thinking? And I don't want that to be in ZZP. So that's... Yeah. And it, it's definitely clear when you say that they, uh, you know, automotive related... They may not have the car. They may not have ever installed said part. I mean, there there are times here yeah. where we think we're done with a product, mm -hmm. and we get to the install video, and I'm like, oh, I know. what the hell? Oh, no. <laughs> it's it's yeah. one of the reason, uh, reasons I love we have the, the install base, and we have a yeah. couple of techs. Because in the back of my mind all the time, I'm like, if I don't make this right, I, I, I've got a guy coming over, and he's shouting at me. Yeah. I can't do this. I can't get my hand in there. I can't get this bolt off. So there's... It's kind of that check in place that mm -hmm. whatever we're designing is going to be installed by people in house, mm -hmm. and they're going to ream you out if you don't do oh, it. Oh yeah, right. so it's it's a it's a healthy challenge. Yeah, it's a nice uh, a nice marry between us. I would say like the engineer side of stuff and the mechanical folks outside, because like I could take a part up to Chris, and Chris can look at it and be like, "Yeah, that's not going to work." And I'm like, "Tell me reasons why." <laughs> <laughs> so it's really, really, it just again, it just makes it so much quicker for us to like have that mistake then. And not, you know, after we get a hundred. Yeah, you, you know, send them out in the world and then yeah. Joe Schmo yeah. comes up and he's like, uh, I tried to install this and I can't. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and and you know, mistakes happens, but I think that's where we've really grown in the last few years mm -hmm. is getting those checks in place. Absolutely. You know, getting it in the hands of me or Randy or Tim yeah. or whomever yeah. that will actually put it on their car. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit a ZZP failure here. Uh this is like inside information. It's ZZP failure. And it's my biggest pet peeve uh, in the company. Sometimes there will be, uh, we, we all are driving cars that are related to ZZP in some way. Like mm -hmm. every car in the parking lot, pretty much. You're not even allowed yeah. to park up front if you don't even have a ZZP <laughs> platform car. No, that's, that's true. So, true. you know, you got, you got enthusiasts. It makes sense to hire enthusiasts because you want people who love what they do and love the jobs and are friends mm -hmm. with customers, stuff like that. My biggest pet peeve is we are a company that is car enthusiasts, driving cars, modding cars, building parts because we love 
changing things yeah. and making them better. Mm-hmm. And I'll be with an employee, talking to an employee, working on an employee car, and I'll be like, hey, what, what, why is that on your car? Why aren't you using our part? Oh, ours is a piece of shit. And, <laughs> and, and that is the big, I'm, I'm ready to just murder people in the building when that happens. Like, seriously, like, and you didn't think to tell me yeah. or tell someone else. It's just like, you're just like, oh, that, you know, that's terrible. You didn't go to the engineer and say you made a piece of shit. Instead, you're just like, eh, you know, I'm just going to use that one. Instead, it's like, you know, that's, yeah, that's, uh, it like, literally defeats the entire purpose of why we exist. Yeah, and, why is it even And, 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 and yeah. drive the cars we're modding and all this yeah. kind of stuff. You're going to keep that a secret. And that, that can be tough because, you know, not everybody's as much of an asshole as me. So they don't, <laughs> they don't want to, like, I don't know. They don't want to make someone feel bad yeah, or they don't yeah. want to disrupt the process mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Because there's, there's, there's so many people, right? Like, if you're outsourcing pieces that are used to make something or outsourcing the whole thing or outsourcing the electronics, outsourcing the harness, having part of it built in house, modifying Mm -hmm. it when it gets here, bringing it through its QC. And, you know, someone doesn't say anything and Mm -hmm. you can't do anything about it. It's like when, when we first started having the, um, when, when we first came out with the intercooler pumps Mm -hmm. and our failure rate was way beyond what it should be. And, I didn't find out about it until it was just a pile of intercooler pumps that we had replaced. Like, why is this? What is this big pile of intercooler? Oh yeah, they do this that. Whatever. Show me. It's like really nobody. You just you're just shipping them. Nobody nobody said anything. The customer has a problem. You just ship them a new one. Like you didn't think like, hey, maybe we should check this out. And um, I think Hickman found that problem. Yeah. Yep. Uh, where we we had specced a piece of a cover, and it was uh, just a little too tall. Little yeah. Too yeah. Tall. Everything went together, but then when it ran. You had a little bit of rubbing or something yeah. in there. And it was such a simple fix, you know, crazy simple fix to uh, check that out. But, yeah, like, that's frustrating. It's like, why, you know, yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, that that doesn't always happen. That's just probably the worst of it for me. That's kind of defeating as a... <laughs> as a boss. And then, and then sometimes customers will be like, Oh yeah, it's easy. Peace sucks. And it's frustrating. I don't want to suck. Yeah. Right? Nobody yeah. wants to suck. I don't want my products to be crappy and nobody here wants their product. And then when you find out that maybe something is, and you have to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that's tough, but we do our best. I know that we, we had an issue with a catch can at one point, mm-hmm. And I think we sent out everyone who had bought new, the, our catch can new parts. Yep. Um, I think it was like a, a 150 customers and they all got a gift card and we got them all the new parts, yeah. you know, no questions asked. And, um, that's, a, that's the stuff that like, it sucks that we had to get to that point that we didn't realize it yeah. in time, mm-hmm. but also I, I love that we're, we're always quick to, Hey, this was our bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. here's a fix. Here's a little extra to, to you know, thanks for sticking and, with us. And that's a, that's a culture thing. Um, you know, everybody here is empowered to take care of customers, mm-hmm. to take care of issues, <laughs> to take care of problems. Like there is, there's no, no one's losing commission because they didn't give you your, <laughs> your warranty or something like that. Like, uh, we genuinely want our products out there to be working, to be good. And you know, that is the culture through here. Mm-hmm. Having said that a little tip for you, 
once in a while, someone will have some attitude and there'll be a gray area and you'll run into a customer service rep who maybe you feel like you were treated poorly. And maybe that rep is me because I'm an asshole. Right? Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that work here. Uh, don't feel bad about getting a second opinion. Uh -huh. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There are times where we're like, well, why didn't you just, why didn't you just send them a new part? Well, I don't know. You know, it's like, like, well, he was being an ass. Like, well, dude, it's, it's 20 bucks. Like, yeah, just send them a new part, you know? Yep. And um, we are people and we, we are not business people. We're, we're enthusiasts who mm -hmm. love what we do and love who we work with and, and love the customers. But it's like, I, I like to say this, who do you fight the most with generally your family, right? Yeah, you're, 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 you're not fighting strangers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you tend to argue with the people that you're the closest to. Uh -huh. So uh, I don't take offense to customers, you know, getting salty about certain situations because you know, they care about their cars. They're passionate about their cars. Yeah. We're passionate about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and if your car's down because of something, I get it. That's probably, oh, yeah. if you're relying on that vehicle, yeah. you have an issue, you have to change well, something we, out. That's we for, always that's talk about that, especially like when winter rolls around. Like these cars and this culture is our lifeblood and it's our mm -hmm. hobby and our passion. And when you can't have that and <laughs> if something's broken and you didn't break it, then, yeah. you know, you're bad. You're yeah. pissed. Yeah, you are, man. yeah it makes I'm, sense. I'm pissed. The, uh, the timeline thing is an interesting one because we have this thing where it's like, we can't like, we're, we're developing a, a, a turbo right now. It's like, I can't, I can't wait to get this thing to market. Uh -huh. Desperate. But it's always that fine balance of how can we test it long enough in every condition we can imagine mm -hmm. where the customer's going to test it in and how can we develop something reliable? And then whenever we're getting something significant made, it's a, you know, we have to commit to it. If yeah. getting something cost tooling or fees, whatever, yeah. tooling fees, like yeah. it's a commitment on our end. So, you know, how do you walk that balance of reliability for getting something to market as quickly as possible? Yeah. And, you know, we have to try and imagine all the conditions that this thing's going to be mm -hmm. stressful. Well, so that, we beat the life out of our cars. You got to drive the cars like a-holes because yeah, we do. Yeah. people do it <laughs> and it might not be how you drive, but you got to think, all right, somebody's going to romp this clutch from two grand and just yeah. sidestep it. And yeah. if it, we got to make sure it holds for that. Somebody's going to go from 2000 RPM and six and want to mat the throttle and yeah. just see what happens. Like we, we have these talks about, there'll be these customers that, that find a fail point. Right. And there'll be this talk inside his EZP. Like, this has got to be the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Like, like you don't understand what we did to this product to test it and could not get it to fail. What are you doing? And, you know, we, we, we had a guy who just did repeated top speed runs. Smashed on the brakes until he stopped. Smashed on the accelerator until it went to hit the rev limiter at 140 or whatever it was. Brakes. Like, yeah. Where do you live that you can do this? <laughs> like, how are you not arrested by now? You know, but it's like, here's my scan. It's like, really? 12 times the top speed? Like, how? You, how you must have covered 100 miles in your scan. It's like, we can't test that, you know? Yeah. Um, we don't have any highways straight and long enough either. Yeah. No. Or the, uh, the, the one we talk about, the loaf and jug. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, we tested this. And like, well, loaf and jug only has 85 octane, <laughs> but I thought it would be okay. And we're like, it, it would be if you didn't floor it. I only floored it for a second. 
You put 85 octane in a turbo <laughs> car, you turned it two PSI past what we told you to live on. It was just for a second. Just one little turn of the, uh, of the boost control. We're like, guys, how do, we have a lot of talks. We have a lot of talks about how do we make it so the customer can't change Something. What, yeah. what, what we sent out. And it's really hard because most of our customers will be like, well, give me the secret. Like, just show, show <laughs> me show me how to adjust it. And some of our customers are, are really, really technical and good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and those are the guys that need access to that, right? Because we learn from them sometimes or mm -hmm. what, things that they're doing. But most of the customers... Uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, we to leave it as is. We literally yeah. have there's a, another turbo kit we're developing right now, and we can't get the boost low enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that is literally yeah. wrong. Like yeah. we know customers are gonna blow this thing up, but we we we're in struggle right now. We got to make yep. it even lower, and yeah, these are just fun that, problems. That, that so yeah, some of our development, you guys, like if we want to put a turbo kit on a car, we want to develop a turbo kit. We can often develop that kit so fast it would blow your minds as customers. I mean, literally blow your minds how fast we can have a turbo running on a car. If we put the team oh, on, yeah. it will take us yeah, a day. A day. months to figure out how to, how to customer protect <laughs> this yeah. thing to where we're like, okay, what if they put the wrong octane in? Okay, how do we make it so they can't turn up the boost? How do we make it so that they do turn up the boost <clears throat> Then it will undo their turning uh, up the boost because they're gonna turn. They're gonna do this, yep. and it's like, okay, how do we make it? Oh, this is in this market, and we've got that a hole copies all our stuff. <laughs> how do we add a component yeah. that he can't do uh -huh. to to do this? And it's like, well, that's gonna make our kit cost fifteen dollars more. It literally does nothing except make it less copyable. Well, we we gotta have we, to. We, yeah. we gotta have to. Mm -hmm. So then we we go down that route, and it's like, well. Someone's going to plug this in backwards. So how do we really, how are they going to plug it in? They will. They will. They'll take a screwdriver. They'll pry out the pin. Oh yeah. You guys had the wrong pin in there and they'll pry it out and they'll stick it on there. How do we make it so you can't turn it, you know, you can't plug it in backwards. Even if you, you know, do even whatever. if you try. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it, it, that, that part of the development takes the long, a lot the longer yeah. than actually just getting something on the car and making boost. Yeah. Like we get, we can do that. Like, like when we whip that, uh, that slingshot and we were just like, Oh, let's just get something on there and test it. Same day. You know, and it's yeah. so fast, but you know, we couldn't control the boost. Then we got to figure out the harness and then we got to build the turbo fold and we got to figure out, can you install it? Like, where can you get your hands? So we got to yeah. move the turbo this way. And yep. it's, uh, yeah, the, the, the detail of the development is 95% for sure. Yeah. Of, of the kit um and and going off what you said with the slingshot that's one thing that you know just in the time i've been modding cards turbo technology has come so far yeah oh, i mean yeah. turbo technology the way that i mean hp tuners is great the way that we can monitor everything mm -hmm. um i mean being able to run a turbo with the wastegate wide open and Still make too much boost is yeah. kind of an attribute to what we're working with now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a far cry from the HX35 days. Yeah. yeah, like just everybody back in the day was like, "Yeah, I took an HX35 off a of diesel, I put it on my Galant, <laughs> and I'm like, it takes and five business days to school, but it sounds really cool." Um, and I'm sure that was a, a 
you know, a pain point, especially at the beginning of the 3800 development, was back in those days, TurboTech wasn't that great. Well, yeah, I mean, but you had a big motor. Yeah. And it was pretty Cat easy cubes, to make the yeah. power. Um, yeah, my, my frustration with, I guess, is just the messaging. And we've been working on that a little bit. Where mm-hmm. people are like, oh, ZZP just ordered a turbo from China and slapped it in their kit. Really, guys? Yeah, they like, just happened to have the cobalt flange, and yeah. you know, <laughs> um, you know, people here would never would never go for that. Yeah, like nobody would go for that here. They, they'd be like, "Get this piece of shit off my desk," um, <laughs> or they would test it as a joke to like compare it to something. We are testing compressor housings, compressor wheels, exhaust wheels, and we have multiple companies that have product they want us to test. Mm-hmm. And everyone says, oh, this is the best thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is, but maybe it's not on that application. That's the other mm-hmm. thing. Is these, these get application specific. Oh, yeah. Boost specific. We got to test the back pressure, you know, to see on a particular application, yeah, this servo made more power, but what's the back pressure ratio? Because it's going to cause us a... There is so much testing that we do that, and I know this frustrates the, the audience sometimes, we have a lot of versions. Uh-huh. Of of product, you and, know, we'll, and rolling changes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, so you you'll see the V one, the V two, the V three, the V four, but what you're not seeing is all the stuff we never released and all the running changes that sometimes we do right in the mm-hmm. middle, yeah. where mm-hmm. it's it's there's maybe two V twos um, because we found just just a slight yeah. tweak, mm-hmm. you know that that we did, um, but but what do you do? You know, you can't. You can't test for six years because the market's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So you test and you you work with what you learned in the other markets, and then you come out with a product, and you're coming out with a product, but there's still testing going on mm-hmm. yeah. because everybody's racing the cars here. What we got, yeah. twelve Sonics well, here or something like that. <laughs> so not only is the market gone in six years, then we get the people that are like, "Well, ZZP's keeping all the cool stuff for themselves." We're yeah. like, we 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 need to test you this. Sell this stuff? Like, we we want cool platform cars everywhere. We wouldn't just keep cool stuff for ourselves, but we have to test it before we give it to you. Also, then it just turns back. To think that us. we would hold back products and not make money as yeah. a business is so silly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we've we've had hundreds of these on the shelf, but uh, you know, yeah, we didn't want to give yeah, them to you I'm guys. Sure, uh, I'm sure Craig would love us to stack up stuff in the warehouse <laughs> yeah. that we never sell. That we would. That's my goal. Um, but like you were saying, it's a balance of. How how long do you test before you just let it out in the wild? Mm-hmm. Right. Because we've made mistakes before where we let something out and it didn't work. And we're like, we should have tested that longer, right? But you didn't know because yeah. you tested it this much and it was fine. Or that part, you know, the first one was perfect. And mm-hmm. then, you know, they go to production and like somebody was saying, you know, no matter how specific you are in, in CNCing or whatever it may be, or QC, there's going to be... A bad one. A percentage. You know, yeah, or a certain percentage of whatever. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, that's like um, the Z-Series turbos. We've been working on those. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the Borg Warner stuff for a long time, and then we came out with our own line. And at first, just like the intercooler pumps, the failure rate was too high. And we went back through, and, you know, Al was big on this, uh, you know, tearing apart center sections, figuring out, you know, looking for failure points. Mm-hmm. Uh, we revised the bearings a couple times, and now they're nearly perfect. Like, so that's that kind of running change that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, we would we would love to have 18 different size turbos available. But yeah. 
sometimes there's just no there's no need to confuse the customer too. Yeah. You know, we like to offer those. This is what you need. Yeah. Here's and the you recipe. Get to a point where the change is so incremental, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's, it's not, not even worth it, it to be like this the needle in March, yeah. especially if you're just driving this on the street as a your mm-hmm. daily driver, and maybe not racing as much. Like, when are you going to see that that peak efficiency or that peak change? It's, yep. It's not going to be it, most of the time. Or or the change in drivability too. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's a select group of customers who always want the most power no matter what. They, they just want that number. They don't care how it drives. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 90% of our customers, these are going on their dailies. This yeah. is yep. something that they're driving every day. So, you know, we were doing all that testing on the Z04. We're making a running change. You know, we're testing different compressor wheels, turbine wheels, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might have seen nine horsepower more on a certain specific setup, but that came with slower spool. And we know that 90% of our customers don't want that decrease in spool for that extra little little bump. But the back pressure ratio testing on turbos has been huge. We've upped that massively. I mean, yes, it, yeah. yeah. Now so we went that's from... That's where the Z04 has a port in it for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> specifically. It's cast into the manifold for that. But, I mean, yeah, you know, you can throw whatever size turbo on you want, but if you're not monitoring that... You know, we've we on top of that we've got EGT probes that we can put in into manifolds and like mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And the data that we get from that is is really awesome. And like you said, you know, engine platform specific things change. It's it's hard because you make assumptions that aren't true. Yep. And like when we went from Gen One cruise to Gen Two cruise, and you're using the same turbo, and you're like, why does this feel so much better? Mm-hmm. And it ends up being so the converter, yep. right? Yeah. So Tighter nothing changes converter. on the boost side. It's that GM changed the torque converter setup, mm-hmm. and it changed the way the turbo behaved. You can't know that before you go into yeah. designing it. And then you're like, all right, back, back to, you know, back to our R&D. Let's pull up the old turbo notes. Let's see if we want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it, and it takes time. And, you know, there's only about a dozen of us that mess around in the garage-ish, mm-hmm. you know, yep. area or whatever that talk about this stuff. So, and you've got a whole bunch of platforms and a whole bunch of products that everybody wants. How many hours can you give something? Uh-huh. You either just don't come out with it at all or, or yeah. you know, you call it good at a certain amount of R&D and just wait for... Um, Feedback and... Yeah, mm-hmm. wait, wait for... And, and usually it'll be... One of the people here racing their car, oh, yeah, I was road racing, and I I needed to spool 400 RPM quickly. Yeah, yeah. And and maybe I am like, nope, that's better than that. <laughs> And then yes, they'll just, after that. hours, just go in and work on their own car. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, that turned out sweet. I guess we're selling it now. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> it is funny, even when, like, if we bring an idea to Zoom and he's just like, no, we're like, I'm going to do it after hours. <laughs> well, let's try and see. All right, that off the clock. I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay, off the clock. Got it. Uh, and so, yeah, sometimes those things are like, hey, I did this, and it, yeah. it's really good. It's really like, we should do, we should do this. Do we, yeah. we should try this. Um, Generac Turbo. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Uh, so, uh, random side note, uh, Tim Beek was telling us that a lot of the Generac generators are the 420A engines out of the old yeah. Mitsubishi yeah, Eclipses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just NA. 
420. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I, I was in, before I came to ZZP, I worked on like industrial sized uh, things. We did a lot of big forklifts. The real small, like 5K forklifts have 4G63s in them. If you have like a um, like an old uh, Mitsubishi or an old Caterpillar. Really? 4G63s. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone earlier in the chat, I think it was Brian, uh, he asked about ADSV in a cooler. We are, we're, we're literally working on that stuff right now. So yeah. um, we're figuring out, we have a couple of cool ideas about potential for how we can increase cooling potential in that car. So. <laughs> the downside right now is it is quite possibly single digits during the day. Yeah. So yeah. intercooling testing, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's cold out. It's not as good as the summer. But we are working, we're, we're focusing on that platform this year. So we're looking at, looking to bring, yeah, we got a, we got a lot of stuff. Oh, you know works. what? We've probably, talked about and released the least amount based on how much R&D we're doing. Oh, yeah. ATS yeah. Oh, absolutely. We have, yeah. we have the, the audience, you, you would crap if you knew some of the things <laughs> that we have in the building, on the dyno, yeah. in development, yeah. working on. We, we have cool enough stuff that I'm thinking about buying ATSV. So, <laughs> yeah. like, when, when you're like, man, I just want to drop $30,000 on a car <laughs> really quick. Just we, um, cool we're stuff. quite confident that we have the most advanced stuff uh, in the market, in the world, in that platform. We want to surprise some people. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're keeping some of our cards close. But anyone who has run some of the parts, like um, what are what are those? Um, our BFIs. The yes. Turbo Inlets. Yeah. yeah. Turbo Inlets, you, yep. You see the quality of that product, yeah. the refinement of that uh-huh. product, mm-hmm. how well it works. That's just a little. That's, that's yes. just a little piece uh-huh. of a, of a <laughs> very large. Yeah, just just yeah. like one percent of just some wickedly cool stuff that we have going on. Yeah, I think going. I mean we released a picture of uh, our, uh, our setup for for the yeah. for doing yeah. testing. Yeah, the one that we uh, rendered in a video game. I oh think. yeah, the that we customer said we made we made a render image. I went over that. I was like, people were really saying that. <laughs> I mean, that's cool, I suppose. That AI is pretty good, but I don't know if they can get that specific. But one of the things that makes me most excited about the ATSB is it's going back against Scott. And I wasn't here for the, the intense ah, days. Intense. But those, were, those, were, those were rough. Um, it was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, to talk about the those inlets on the ATSB, I mean, what's cool is as we've progressed, some of the companies that we partner with also. Oh, yeah. So, like, our casting company. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. you, re- you receive these things, you're like, these are freaking beautiful. So I mean, the good. quality is phenomenal on our castings. Like, better than OEM casting stuff. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. You know, they're doing it for pennies on the dollar yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah. it yeah. cheapest. But like, man, some of our cast stuff is so good now. Yeah. We have come a long ways in our ability to, to cast product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, get, get that product done. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. The yeah. stuff that will be coming out with which some of that's ATSB too. <laughs> uh, yeah, what what Matt has in store with uh Yeah. Yeah. And whenever whenever gets whenever Matt gets excited and, and yeah. gets into a project. Yes. Oh. But I don't know if we've I ever gone two separate all outs at the same time. Yeah. Sort of separate. Like, I don't think so. Like this this is gonna be amazing. But we're going to go a completely different route over here, and I wonder what's going to be on top. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so we'll see. Exciting. Yeah, we have uh, we have uh, another LTG 
potential fix we're about to test. Mm -hmm. um, this will be if, if this fails. This will this will be the third time where we were sure we got it and it, and, and it failed. But I am confident this the third time's the charm. Every time time's the charm. See Zoom come out. He's got his hood on, and you're like, "Oh, the boss man's coming," and he's looking, and I'm like, "Nothing, no, no, no change again." <laughs> like, again so and he just walks out. He it just is, leaves. I'm it's like, a little oh, disheartening. Shit. Just kind of feel like you're beating the, beating the dead horse, but I, I personally have never worked as hard and long with failures. Yeah, uh, just repeated failures as mm -hmm. that platform of trying to figure out because um, because all the platforms are the same right everyone gets a new car yeah. you can't mod it it barely makes extra power you add some mods you run into problems oh we'll never be able to mod a 3800 you can't even run a 325 bully <laughs> this thing's never running faster than 14s you know and um yeah you just make your way down and then with the uh the ecotech when with the lsjs mm -hmm. and i was like these motors are junk. They're, useless. It's, they're glass. Yeah, yeah. This is just pure glass. You can't mod an LSJ, right? And now, you know, and now like an unopened yeah. LSJ, well, um, five hundred wheel car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I just thought the LTG would follow fairly easy in those footsteps, and mm. thus far it has not. But that's what we do. It's going to be. Uh, we're going to need a, a a victory champagne yeah. 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 champagne like, shower. Like, yeah. if, you, if you guys saw all of our dino charts. Oh, and then we man. told you what we did, and then you're like, you're just showing us a mirrored image. They're exactly <laughs> the same. You didn't no, change your parts. I'm like, no, 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 no we've no. had the engine in and out. We've changed it. Like, and nothing changes anything. And it's even like, worse, too, because you put the LNF next to the LPG, and you're like, it's the same. This, we should be able to add this recipe to this. It'll be great. And failure. 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 Fail, fail, fail. But on the technical aspect, our new dyno, great. You know, it... First of all, just the location, having it yeah. in oh, the back goodness, lot is, yeah. is phenomenal. But, um, you know, the added inputs yeah. that we have, yeah. the software, all that. Yeah, there's a that. lot of yeah. auxiliary inputs. We well, all-wheel we drive. All-wheel well, drive, too. Drive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and selfishly, we can all hear it from the front office, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> is it like eight inputs that we have now? I yeah. I think it's eight yeah. auxiliary inputs. That yep. is... But so we're going to have like a big trunk line going around to the engine bay and you can basically plug in whatever you want. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, it is pretty it's really sick. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, lower 3,800 poly mounts. What, are we out of stock on those or something? Yeah, so those uh, those were an old Scott-made product. Um, but we have one on a car right now, and mm -hmm. I think it's approved. I don't want to say for sure. But uh, they're they're in the work, Chunkier Mango, mango so... Yeah, those are down the pipeline. Um, we've been, we actually stumbled on several 3800 mods lately. We were, we were yeah. working on uh, timing stuff today in the mm. 3800. Mm. That's kind of odd, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sort of bringing up some old stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that's the beauty of platforms as you continue to drive them for a while. You know, I was having a conversation with uh, someone earlier and they're like, I don't understand what else we can make or whatever. Yeah, but the longer we've done we drive them, the stuff comes up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, this manufacturer makes this part like the timing chain, but the pins aren't peened over, or you know, there's an issue. Yep. Or what? Well, oh, why haven't we done that? A lot of times, we'll be in a different platform, and we'll solve a problem or develop a part, and realize we can port it backwards. Yeah, into, into all the platforms. Yeah, yeah, and that's mm. I think that's kind of how we got on the timing chain set yep. up in the. Yeah, because um, it, it was one of those things that you guys were had always 
done the recipe from someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Deal with it. That's all you got. And then, you know, after so long, and we've made great jumps in especially the Ecotech timing chain guide. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing, Steve can't pump those out of the CNC fast enough. Yeah. Like, we have sold, I think, over 500 of those in less than a year. Like, they, they're just flying mm-hmm. off the shelves. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, well. Good part. Good part. Yep. Pass it down. Material is great. Let's yeah apply this to others. <laughs> Preston Bornelli too. That's what I liked here. I'm desperately trying to grow that that platform this year. Yeah, so uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we've got some parts testing right now. Bobby B, um, send me an email, and yeah. I will I will hunt it down. So it, it sounds like, a check valve sounds like either a check valve problem yeah. or I mean. You could have extensive extent if I could talk excessive crankcase pressure. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the LTG engine, as we were just talking about, um, you know, has a tendency to uh, drop drop a ringland. So if you haven't run a compression test, you, you can get a kit from AutoZone for free. You just rent it for the day yeah. or whatever. Uh, you know, good safeguard. Just check out your engine health. If that's all good, you know, we'll look into it. Like Zoom send said. send pictures. Uh, a lot of pictures on yeah, your hood that's... so we can see the hose routing, both of our systems and the other systems. Good pictures um, as well. Yeah. It's, it's no very problems. hard to diag a um, PCV vacuum boost kind of issue without mm-hmm. seeing all the pictures underneath the hood. Yeah, and and honestly, I I don't think I've ever seen an LTG blow the dipstick out. So Yeah, uh, I haven't heard, unless you, again, ring gland failure or something oh, like that, that would be there. different. Could, could be. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll help you out. For sure. Um, the F35, uh, we get an unbelievable number of people coming at us for that. Uh, yeah. And that that's that's really just on resources. We don't have uh, a guy who works on transmissions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't have the resources to train an existing tech who has got 10 items deep yeah. Um, yeah. to work on that. It is on the wish list yeah. for us. Yeah. Uh, so if we get the opportunity to hire a trans guy um that would that would do that uh, a trans, i mean we just saw <laughs> we just saw uh just earlier about someone asking about oh it's right there someone find me a one inch uh, trans chain and you know we yeah. were talking earlier about that project. yeah you know, yeah that we we so i point. was the, the 3800 market stopped at when when the turbos came out because you couldn't hold the transmissions together mm-hmm. and the solutions were like five thousand dollar transmissions and they still weren't you know, perfect. So you spend all this money, it's too much money. And so then we were working on it. We got, we spent a hundred grand, got about three quarters of the way through development on what I thought was going to be a success. And, um, the guy we had here, uh, went back to running. He, he had his own company. He shut it down. We hired him. Uh, he was heading that development up. We were about three quarters of the way through. And then, um, and he left yeah. to go back to his company. And where we were at with that, God, we tried so many things. We, we did one-inch chains. We, that was 60 grand in the scrap bin. Um, yeah. We didn't understand the how much precision was, was needed, was, yeah. was needed in um, the gears. Yeah. So we had had basically a cheaper company make us gears. They looked perfect, but 
gears off a little bit, big Just problems. The was... And then the uh, pins in the chain. The chain was perfect. The links were perfect. And we didn't realize the pins yeah. had to be a hardened steel. And they weren't. Yeah. So the chains would stretch. And, and, mm. and, and that was a problem. And one-inch chains, we weren't able to get made. Even if we could, we'd have a gear issue. Then you also had a... Uh, a seven eighths issue. Those chains are super hard to get. Yep. Uh, so it's just, just it's it's not just, yeah, it's money, it's problems, it's development, it's super hard. And then I came up with a solution that was uh, two, actually two solutions. One was this advanced guide system that held the factory chains onto the gears. Um, yeah, because that's the problem is when the chain stretches, it, it jumps gears. Case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was one solution. And at the same time, we were working on a solution that allowed you, instead of running dual 3 8 chains, it allowed you to run dual half inch chains. Oh, and that required okay. uh, spacing. And actually, to tell you how far back that idea goes, <laughs> that idea started <laughs> before there was such things as uh, metal gaskets. The gaskets were still paper in, oh, the, in, wow. the, in the transmissions, <laughs> and that was a, that was a huge fail point when because you couldn't stack a metal. Yeah, a you couldn't stack gasket. the paper gaskets, and then when they came out with the steel gaskets, which is what we had talked about developing, but at that time I think we were dealing with Cometic and uh, yeah, yeah, terrible. But um, yeah, so but but we ended up stopping on that, um, and so right now we've got this wish list of thirty eight hundred transmissions. And, um, you know, always improving the F40 kit, the F35, huge, tons of, tons of calls for that. Man. We also talked about, uh, what we got a spark in the air. <laughs> and, yeah, Tim Spark. Yeah. Tim yeah. Spark. Tim Spark. And, spark. And spark. I don't know what transmission that is. What? It's, it's baby. It's, it's a baby transmission. It's a weird It's not even move. a get rag number, I don't think. I, I, I'd have to look it up. But, but apparently in that market, it's a big problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huge problem. Enormously yeah. expensive. Huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. If you try to get one aftermarket, it's like a three thousand dollar transmission. Like for a used OEM transmission yeah, for a yeah. car that makes eighty nine horsepower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, that's that's one point that like, but it's so hard because a transmission project sucks so many resources mm-hmm. from all the other areas. And we we, we need a, we, we need an it. employee who uh, has some transmission experience. Mm-hmm. We've tried to bring in a few. We've gotten close. Um, you know, we were in negotiations actually with Dave Norris for quite a while. That was years back though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we never were able to put something together. So out in the audience, <laughs> move to Grand Rapids. If you're, <laughs> if you're ready to work on transmissions and join the team. It's great except for the snow, but you know. Yeah, the snow, the snow is I don't it's know. not as bad as everybody told me. I love that you get four seasons. Be, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. I do like the four seasons. I like the four seasons. It is nice. Oh, well, yeah. we are taking a company trip to Dominican Republic in we, uh, a week and a half. That's true. Yeah, that's going to be warm. I'm excited for some uh, some sun. <laughs> the, uh, Hyatt Zalara in Punta Cana. Some umbrella drinks. What about 4040? 44, so the 2224 and the HHRSS was a 1445, um, which I don't really think there was ever any aftermarket support for that trans. Not, Even GM went really. to the 1465 in that platform. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it just didn't make sense yeah at the, at the time for gm i suppose like i don't know everybody went over the the 65e later on anyway so yeah gordon the the biggest issue with the f-35 is the actual disassembly and reassembly mm. um requires specialized tools specialized tools uh it has so many specific tolerance press fit bearings and it's just not something like for the price that you could have an F thirty five rebuilt, you could buy an F forty yep. conversion kit, and then you'd have another gear and a stronger trans, and like it. it so that's that's part of what we deal with. But and that's the thing too. Even rebuilt, like a fully rebuilt rebuilt F thirty five, never feels as good as an F forty does anyway. No, no. Like you put F thirty five feel crunchy from mile zero. <laughs> <laughs> you get an F forty car and you go, and it just. Yep, right into just gear every time. Flies between three and four. It's yep. great. Um, working on an electronic posi uh, for the V8 stuff. Right, ah, a V8 electronic okay. posi in like the Camaros and stuff like that. It's on the radar. It's on the radar. <laughs> it's one of those things we don't have the right person for it, but um, few of us are are exploring that. Yeah, and and to what Zoom said earlier too. The amount of things that we work on that we don't talk about and don't put yeah. out there, <laughs> like oh my god, just the random off the wall <laughs> projects in the R and D meeting where yeah. it's like, all right, this is what we're doing. <laughs> but yeah, Connor, I've I, I've had good F thirty fives, I've had bad F thirty fives. It, I don't know, they. Yeah. It's no rhyme or reason other than torque. Yeah. Torque kills them. Yeah. That's the torque spike of the the KO four cars that really destroys yeah. <laughs> that yeah. input shaft uh, bearing on the F thirty fives. Well, we're looking at uh, about seven minutes left. Uh, if anybody else has any questions in there, um, I guess let's let's go around the room and say what has been your favorite project that we've done here or that you've worked on and we'll start with Alex. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna need 30 seconds to think about this. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, um, the, oh man. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite, one of them that I can remember, I'm probably gonna think of a lot, but back in the day when I did the intercooler for the 3800, and I remember my first test drive with my temperature probes, thinking the probes might be broken because it worked <laughs> so good. I mean, it was all rigged up and sloppy looking, but yeah. um, held together with RTV, but it worked. And it was amazing. And I remember calling Matt. It's like, you're not going to believe this. Yeah. And uh, that, that was a really, really good feeling just... Because it's not often you get something that works that good mm -hmm. on your first kind of go at it attempt. Yeah. And especially because it was another one of those things where everyone said you were an idiot yeah. for doing what <laughs> yeah. you were doing. And then you're like, that makes you look, you what this, look what this idiot did. <laughs> well, that felt good. Okay, I've got, my, I've got three. All right, quick. go ahead. Uh, ATSV big single turbo. Yep. When we put that on the dyno, Matt, I turned the boost dial once, and Matt pops his head out the window. He's like, "We just made another sixty wheel horsepower." And just seeing that kit make more every time you turn that on, oh, there's another sixty, there's another eighty, there's another forty. Like, mm -hmm. so that was fun. And then 
the Equalizer. That was oh that was yeah, special. yeah. And then uh, ADSV Catback. The first, like they sat. Yeah, everyone knows that ADSV rasp when they fire mm-hmm. up, and mm-hmm. that's when we knew how talented you were. Yeah, we had been working on a version of that Equalizer for I think years, and you came in and you we tried did some something stuff before. that none of us were able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was on Alex. The, the first time with the big old loop de loop that you had put <laughs> under there. And Drew posted pictures online. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on right now? What's going but on? the first time you pulled out on 28th Street, and we all just sat there in the parking lot, like, what was that noise? <laughs> Everyone wanted a 3800. Yep. I think that I think the equalizer might be up there for me as well. Um, but uh, you know, selfishly. Coilover development was great, but uh, I yeah, think I think Z04 on the Sonic and the One Fours was the biggest. Yeah. Like, it went from a car that was like, yeah, it's kind of fun, to then we came out to the Z04 and Al and I took it to the track, and when we ran that 12.0, it was like, okay, oh. all right, this thing yep. is properly quick now. Yep, I and think now that's, that's probably probably one of mine too like just being part of that whole z04 thing even yeah, when you were I was, the first customer yeah i was a customer at that time and like <laughs> i was like the first time i felt the like an actual power number out of the car i was like this <laughs> yeah. is what the car should have came with yeah like this this was the perfect upgrade and right behind that is i'm so glad that i finally got hb because <laughs> man modeling organic shapes or very roundy shapes in fusion is terrible. <laughs> My goodness. And I'm really hoping we have some uh, good tests on that next week. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and on the technical aspect, sometimes it's got to go back to non-technical stuff. Yeah, I, I like, mean, I you literally, out of foam. Uh, you literally poured expanding foam yeah. into an intake manifold to make your, your yeah. prototype. But that's also something we've been working on for what? Years. years. Three years? Yeah. Four years that I was years. like... I'm gonna need to get this done. So <laughs> many different ideas. That. Yeah. So we'll yep. see about that next week. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, Dan said we're all we are car guys. We're all idiots. Yeah, he's not. He's <laughs> not to, wrong. To, to a certain level, yes. Yeah. Uh, Chunky or Mango, if you're having trouble with your rear manifold, um, maybe you should reach out to Bo. He's taken off a lot of those. Soak <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, heat. I don't know, man. I remember doing the plugs the first time on Erica's. She had a lacrosse, and I was doing the plugs on that rear bank, and I'm knees on the intake manifold. I'm like, who designed this? What happened? This is so dumb. Yeah. So yeah, taking off that rear manifold is not fun. It is not. But uh, a couple minutes left. Go around the room. What are we doing this weekend? Oh, hopefully as little as possible. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to, I think we're going to just like do movies tonight to hang out. Um, probably go try to get stuck in the snow in the encore again. Nice. It's a good time. Um, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I can get some uh, time on my sim rig this weekend and uh, do some track racing because it's too cold outside to do that. Yep. But that's about it, hopefully. Cool. <laughs> I uh, got to press some cabs out of some control arms tonight, and then working on the base model of Cobalt this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy's wife, Katie, wants to go sledding, so maybe we'll go sledding yeah, this we'll weekend. Yeah, we'll probably do sledding, too. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to some 40s next week. Even though it's going to be slow, so He's talking sloppy. about temperatures, not... It's going to be close. No. <laughs> no. Not, uh, not what I got here. <laughs> 
My daughter Lux is waiting at home for me with my girlfriend Ashley, and we're gonna probably. They love to to make messes of food <laughs> projects. Dad, look at look at look at these cupcakes I made. Why are they green? Why are they green, and why are some of them up there? Yeah. Uh, why is the fridge? Where's all this brown sauce all over the fridge? There's always melted chocolate. Everything melted chocolate. Why are your hands always sticky? It's like, come on, Lux. So yeah. And uh, Tessa might be there too, so that's Ashley's daughter. Cool. And we got to start packing. And uh, you know what? I should start packing for DR. Yeah, yeah. I got to try on some clothes. Some yeah, our, I know. Our yeah. theme, <laughs> some Amazon theme clothes that we're doing. Yep. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, Ash? I'm also going to be laying out the theme clothes this weekend. We've done some uh, some shopping recently, uh, and then we're in kind of a house renovation yeah. stage right now. Ah. Just got a new headboard for the guest bed, and I don't know. We're just Ooh. making it a little bit nicer. Okay. And uh, I have awesome. a little uh, one-year-old. Yep. The, the weekend Chuck. is is, is the <laughs> old Chuck. It's not happy about it, about Chuck, <laughs> but, uh, but young, yeah, young, yeah, young, making young, messes. Uh, young Prince Charles, uh, I'll be be hanging out with that guy this weekend. So. Excellent. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, yeah. Shout out to everybody who joined in the chat. We love having you guys here. Catch us next week for number one forty-nine. Yeah. See ya. Later. Peace. Peace.